Hey there, Goblin Press listeners. Awesome here with a pre-show message. First of all, the audio is a bit wonky this episode, and for that I do apologize. The mic was set incorrectly, unfortunately. Uh, also, we do have Shock Doc as our first guest on the show. About 34 minutes into the show, uh, when Fiend starts talking about a show that she's watching, she is talking about The Walking Dead. I know the audio went a little bit off during that. Even with all the technical difficulties, though, we do hope that you enjoy. So without further delay, here is the Gotham Press Podcast. Warning for underage listeners. This is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. Very nice to have been invited on this evening. It's fun to get to come out and, and bring a little of the experience from the local community, having been around for a while, and to get to discuss some of the geek things I've always been fascinated with. Uh, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast uh, each and every episode, and it's kind of fun to uh, get to participate as well. Oh, you poor deluded fool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back once again to The Gotham Press. Gotham Press, guess what? This is episode seven. Yay! And we have a guest! Woo! And there was much rejoicing. Yay! And the crowd went wild. Yay! <laughs> yes. Yes. Would you like to give your name? Uh, I am known as Shock Doc. So, Shock Doc, why do you like us? Oh, well, I find you guys to be uh, a fun and genuine uh, group of individuals. And that typically comes through over the microphone. Yes. So, we have been pulling all the masses. Good job, guys. Good job. Well, <laughs> I am particularly dumb, so you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are like one of the most intelligent people to ever come on the podcast. Yeah, that's not really saying a lot, but okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Well, yeah. shit, I didn't know there was an IQ test to come on the podcast. <laughs> okay. We're going to need to see some paperwork. Would it be better to say you are one of the most intelligent people we'll ever have on this podcast? Oh, God, let's hope not. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't bode well. No, no, no. Aim higher, my friend. Aim much higher than that. Or we could always just say gooly goo. Damn it, I'm fucked up. Well, let's not say that. You want to be yeah, one of us? Not. You want to be one of us? Ready? Okay. Googly moogly. No, not that. Oh. This is why I need a fail button. No, no fail button for you. No, remember? I told you. Yeah. You need a thing with random noise in Oh, yes. Fail button. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of you that... Are participate yeah, in yeah, our yeah. <laughs> that participate in our social media may have seen that we were asking for reviews of the episodes, reviews of the podcast as a whole. We did actually get a review in so far, and they said that we should have an audio cue, but uh, yeah. board. <laughs> now then, fans, please help us out with getting one of those. <laughs> not alone. <laughs> no, if no, you're not alone. Donate five dollars. It goes a long way. 
Okay, that would give us a total of five dollars. <laughs> wait, wait, ten dollars because one of our guests is a listener. Yes. So there's one other person who's possibly going to listen to this podcast. At least one. Yeah. Everybody gets one. <laughs> no, this is not. You are not Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Family Guy. What you guys been up to? Anything really cool in your world? My life sucks. You know, cool. <laughs> Just your life sucks. Quick summarization. There you go. <laughs> I didn't stab people at my work. Congratulations. Yeah. Wait, has that been a problem in the past? Yeah. Wanting to or having done it? <laughs> having done it. I've only stabbed one person at a job and he told me to. You, you know uh, how many people have wanted to stab someone at their work? It's Everybody. the same number of people that have had jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you have to interact with someone that is seemingly below your own intelligence, at some point you think, no one's going to miss you. At one of my jobs, I got told a lot by the management or by the owners to stop calling people fuck off because I, I was working on a piece of money. Okay, I was like, what type of job was this? Hey, that's the job where I stopped somebody at a piece of place. <laughs> <laughs> they kept, they, some people kept calling. I'm like, you know what? Fuck off. Hang up. And they kept saying you need to stop telling people to fuck off and hang up on them. Wait a second. So you didn't lose your job from doing that. No. You know, as they say, possibly customer service isn't a piece for you. <laughs> they kept me on the phone. <laughs> pizza place, you no. know. Yeah, it's highly a, reasonable to tell people. That, is, that is definitely an IQ test your manager failed. Absolutely. Here's my question. Why did you lose that job? I walked out on the job. I never lost it. <laughs> Management was restructuring. <laughs> they actually put me in a managerial position, so I got to tell people to fuck off as the manager. <laughs> wow. So basically what you're telling everybody is that some people to fuck off will get you moved higher up in the, in the corporate <laughs> no, no, ladder. No, 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 it won't. Not unless you work for these specific people. Ah, uh, okay. So wait a second, wait a second. We're going to go with Ted Wolf. The harder you try to not get your job and the harder you try to get fired, the more likely you are to get go up in the chain. With these particular people. Isn't that the Donald Trump principle? Are you talking about office space? You keep failing up? No, no I'm referring to Ted, the movie. Have you never seen Ted? I have seen the movie. I have seen when Ted. When he goes to get the job, he tells his boss to fuck off and he fucked his mother and he goes, I like you. You've got boss. Oh, ah, yeah. Hired. So, okay. And then he saw a fucking some chick in the back with Parsons <clears> telling <throat> you to a family of four for dinner. Yes. You're promoted. Yes. Okay. No, I was thinking of office space when he just stopped. Give me a rat's ass about his job, and oh, then kept yeah. moving him up. <laughs> Wait a second. Will that work for me and my job? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I've already stopped giving half a rat's ass. You can only give half a rat's ass? I don't stab people. That's me giving half a rat's ass. Okay. What happens to the other half of the ass? Wanting to stab people. <laughs> All right, in so particular, my yeah. manager. Realist, okay. no stabbing at work. All right, hey, let's, uh, let's move on. That's a good idea. That's a good <laughs> idea. So is, there, is everybody happy with what they said about their week? Okay. So uh, what I've been doing is, uh, as we usually do on a monthly basis, the bride and I traveling to uh, the local communities up and down the San Joaquin Valley, visiting okay. various munches and attending various events. Um, it's actually an enormous amount of fun. We don't have small children at home. So we have that option of uh, making these events. We've made some terrific friends, and it's a lot of fun. On a month-in, month-out basis. Good times, good times. We did that last evening. We, we traveled uh, to Fresno to attend an event there. As always, a lot of fun. People, listeners, attend your local events. Yeah. 
and your local. You know, support your local events, help out if you can. Definitely become a part of your local community because I never get to bring new people. Sure. Um, let's see here. All right, so let's get into some nerd news, people. Nerd news. So, Yay, nerd. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> are, are you okay? Are you going to be able to uh, stay, I'm good. Away, stay awake I'm this good. go around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this go around, I'm good. I think we got like uh, seven hours of sleep last night. So. <laughs> Congratulations. He is bringing the enthusiasm. <laughs> you coffee? Okay, so uh, if you do coffee, can I drop an iPhone down your No, Zealus have to do that. No. <laughs> yeah. no. I will do it gently. <laughs> Somehow I don't believe that. <laughs> no, it'll be gently placed in your asshole. Oh. Woo! <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> First topic. I don't want to see that. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so we have a listener suggest topic. It was suggested by our guest. Um, yeah, the, um, the news that mathematically it appears that we do have a ninth planet in the solar system. Tenth planet, damn, I still can't fool that <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, man. Um, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson has won me over because quite literally if we count Pluto as a planet, we have to count almost all of the Cooper Belt, or Kuiper Belt objects. And there are thousands of those. We would be in a solar system with literally thousands of planets. And that starts making memorizing them much more difficult. I'm okay with thousands of planets. You know why? Because I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> the, so basically, fuck the kids. I mean, they get that anyway. So I was kind of, I was kind of fascinated by it because it is exactly how they discovered Neptune. Was that um, they had already discovered Uranus, and you know, because we all do. Yeah. Um, and what they noticed about the orbit of it was that mathematically it shouldn't orbit the way it does. That it was apparently affected by another large body that no one could find. And it was like 85 years before they actually discovered uh, Neptune, which takes a, a rather enormous amount of time. It's 154 years, I think, something like that, Sounds to do a right. single orbit around the sun. And yeah. now the math is implying that uh, some of the Kuiper Belt objects are orbiting uniquely due to yet another large body about the size of Neptune, which is considerably farther out in the Kuiper Belt itself. And it implies that uh, possibly in, um, a single rotation around the sun would be between 10,000 and 15,000 years. Much longer than I would be alive. Yeah, to see yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of fascinating. So hopefully we will live to see that they, you know, from a little luck, maybe they'll prove it's the case. Math, math says it should be there. Now we have to wait on someone to put eyes on it. Now what I would like to do is I would like to see if I could. Or had a target, so I could just go to the future and find out what happened. But see, if they kept the data from, mm-hmm. we'll say today, mm-hmm. and then ten thousand years in the future, when it finally does finish it, and they can say, you know, it it does take that long. They were right. Thank you for both of you guys to go up and making me get to this because I don't know half the shit you did. It's okay. It's all right. Like yeah. you improved my IQ today, and I appreciate that. But half the shit I got no clue what that was. It's okay. Alright. They you talked know? about um quite a few years ago, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and they were theorizing that it had possible uh human sustainability. Yeah. I remember a couple of talks but I just wanted to it's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Don't worry about yeah. it. Like Zealous sexuality. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, there's, wow. there's been a um, you know conspiracy theories run rampant. So mm-hmm. one of the, one of the conspiracy theories, to some extent, let's put it in that category, 
what has been for a very long time that no, no, there's a hidden planet still in the solar system no one discovered called Planet X. Yeah. And it's creating all this havoc and it's going to doom us all, etc. And that in and of itself was um, not really based on this, this map that they've come up with. This is all fairly recent stuff. Uh, because the Kuiper Belt objects are, have actually been discovered only recently. And it's only by watching them orbit that they go, that, that's not right. That, oh, okay. That's odd. Why are they orbiting like that? Well, that only makes sense if you put a huge object out here at this distance with a certain mass, etc. Yeah. So the, I don't think the two are actually connected, but it was the name that was being bossed around for a long time for that mysterious other object that might be out in the galaxy around the solar system. Uh, so people, if you find a way to either live forever or travel through time, if you find a way to travel through time, come back and let us know we were right. I'm gonna, we'll give it about 30 seconds to see if it lights on. I'm going to give you a tip. <laughs> if you're going to live forever, and forever, like you get a wish, uh-huh. yeah, insist you're healthy. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Because 185 with 185 year old health, it's not a good way to live. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's no good at all. You know, I think I'd rather I be calls, unhealthy not and not sure be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Dylan? I think I'd rather be unhealthy but not lonely. I get the choice immortality plus one. <laughs> I'm choosing not lonely. Over being healthy. Although it, it it does change when you're standing at the altar and uh, the preacher says, um, uh, basically, till death do you part, and you're like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and she died. I'll get a new one. Yeah. And then, you know, 200 years later, you take immortality, you go, I fucking hate you. 175 years of this bullshit! <laughs> Why won't you die? You wish for mortality. Well, Fuck! if they if they cure the they cure old age, then people are really going to need to get marriage leases, not marriage licenses. Yeah. <laughs> people been married for fifty years. Okay, so the U.S. court is making a move to possibly make cosplay virtually illegal. Right, and now the thing with that is it was a sensationalist headline, you know, to get readers, yeah. but it had fake. No. No, not on the internet. Ever. No. But what it does, so it does raise an interesting question. Because the actual article itself is in regards to a couple of uniform companies uh, for like cheerleading uniforms. But depending upon the outcome of the case, it may start affecting cosplayers. Yes and no. <clears throat> Go for it. Okay, I actually read into this and then I read into some of the laws because this one really mm-hmm. me. So. In order for it to be, for it to become illegal, one, the company first has to say they want to copyright people from being able to make the costumes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now there's a lot of leeway if it's on a fictional character. Because literally all they have to do is go, oh, I'm going to be Link, but I'm going to have this slightly different shade of green. I'm no longer, I'm no longer copywriting. Okay. Uh, and, uh, this you're, you're not Link, you're generic game, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. video game man, yes. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll call you Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, and in turn, basically <laughs> they can say, yes, we're going to make this illegal and that you cannot use the character Naruto and all that stuff. But, one, they won't. Because, okay. <laughs> no, they won't. Because here's why, and I had this discussion with Leopard earlier. If you want to be Naruto, let's say, you're going to need a headband, right? Yep. Are you going to make your own goddamn headband? 
Some people do, but I get what you're going. I get okay, but ninety-five percent are gonna go. No, that's a lot of effort. It's easier to spend the twenty dollars to buy the cheap generic knockoff headband, and the company the company who owns Naruto, can't remember who's the something other. They go cool. I just made ten bucks off that one headband, and then you're gonna go to cons and you're gonna be wearing your headband. And somebody's like, oh, that's really cool. Where did you get it? Oh, I got from company. Blah blah blah. Then they go they buy one, so on and so forth. They make more money off of cosplayers than they would, than it'd be worth to try to go, no, you can't do it without paying me. Right. Because not only that, but you know, as she said, oh, you see this random generic character that's super badass, and you're like, who are you? What are you from? And then they tell you, and they mock you for not knowing, of course. And then you go, oh, I feel bad. You go Crazy home. Nerds. Yeah, you go home, you watch it, you're like, oh, I must know everything and have everything for this. And then the company makes money. Yep. The only company that is related to animes that are currently looking to potentially do some sort of ban on cosplay is the people who made One Punch Man. And they have put zero things through on it for figures, costumes, any sort of merchandise. Nothing has gone through yet. Which I wouldn't understand why they would do that. One Punch Man is a fairly new anime. It's branded. Yeah, I say it's branding. So you would think that they would want people to emulate their characters to get the word out for them. That's you the whole point. Yeah. Also, for those who are listening who didn't explain, the court case that they're talking about is a Supreme Court case. It was two cheerleading companies. One came out with the out, what came out with a uniform originally, and then the other one came out with an extremely similar one, and they got into a fight over one company stealing other one's designs just to the color change and blah blah blah, etc. etc. That was the original one. So now it's saying that if they're going to sue and copyright over the two different uniforms, uniforms then it could spread down to lead things like cosplay and such as also being banned. Oh, really? What I want to know is, am I going to have to register my Sailor Mars outfit? Here's <laughs> <laughs> my question: Are you the one wearing your Sailor Mars outfit? So, so moving right along. Next question is: Are you Sailor Moon or Sailor Mercury? <laughs> oh no, he said Sailor Mars. Sailor Mars. <laughs> Anybody can be Sailor Moon. Hey, <laughs> sir, you with those pigtails? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 uh, and I'll, I'll interject a uh, handy kink tip while we're at it. If you're into breath play and you're playing with a woman that can, has hair long enough to make braids, who likes having her hair pulled, a combination of wrapping her braids around her own throat and using them for breath play while you're also pulling her hair is a delightful mind fuck. Ah. Shock doc tip of the day. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to be uh, petitioning you every week for a few days. Shock talk. Shock talk. Hey, maybe we can make that sound by one. Oh, we could do that. Make some kind of noise from my noise machine to go with it. Really? The real question is, is it just going to be the dip? Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, last night we were driving through just tip them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's keep, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. All right, so we have we're gonna move over to some entertainment real quick. Pandemic Legacy. Pandemic Legacy. If if okay, this is a this is a board game. Pandemic. Oh okay. Oh okay. I'm sorry. Wait, so isn't it also an app too? Pandemic. Where you can there was there was a game called Pandemic where you tried to infect the entire world. With no no no. That's um that's uh, either Outbreak or um. No, it's called Pandemic. 
There is one called Pandemic, but they're all the exact same. So, well, this this Pandemic, the board game, is the opposite of that. You're trying to save the world from multiple outbreaks at the same time, different strains of diseases. So you work cooperatively with the other people you're playing with, and this, by by what difficulty you're playing, this can be the most incredibly hard game that you will all lose at. <laughs> Woo! I played this like uh, six times with my buddy. I played this like six times with him on the most difficult setting, and we lost within three turns every <laughs> single time. Wait, didn't we play that once? And at- I think so. At uh, the game the, store. That's quite possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little uh, red and blue and yeah. yellow and black. Okay. Yeah. yeah kind of like that sounds that's so right. familiar. And I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we did play that, but we played it on the easy thing. <laughs> oh. Oh. That was, yeah. yeah, because we won. That's right. <laughs> yes, we won. So that, that's how you know it was easy. Um, but they're actually putting out two... Um, two additions. Uh, no, what, what, what's the right word? Uh, add-ons? Expansions. Expansions. There you go. Um, the the legacy series. There's two of them right now, and they won most talked about game in uh, 2015. Well, it's out. It's been released now, so you can you can pick this up at your local game store. If they don't have it, ask them to freaking carry it. Ask them <laughs> to carry a demo of it so people can try it. Because I shit you not, if you don't like playing against other people, if you like playing with other people to win something, this is one of the biggest challenges you can have. It's a mentally complex game, but it is so incredibly simple. Give it a shot. You'll love it. Is, is there an option for loading a billion attractive women into an ark and waiting for the smell of rotting flesh to escape? <laughs> I like that idea. I, I like this idea. I like that idea, too. Uh, Maybe we need to make a game. <laughs> All right, so everybody here, we're on the brands. Billion, <laughs> billion attractive women? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sometimes all you need is a billion attractive women. <laughs> Wait, can we throw out a couple of guys in there? Because I need to bring the D. As long as we keep them at separate ends of the boat, I think we'll be okay. You know, we will do that just because you know, <coughs> there's going to be some days. We're going to need some rest, you know. Just, just keep them in a cage for me. I'll feed them. Are you going to build something? Yeah, I'm just picturing the feeding series. Uh, <laughs> take them for a walk, you know, whatever I gotta do. Yeah. Alright, are you gonna build them? Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Moving right along. Let's see. So, I went to the movies uh, last week, and I saw Hateful Eight. I will say this. Because a lot of people were telling me Hateful Eight, they were like, eh, it's okay, it's not that good. It's a, first of all, for anyone that doesn't know Hateful Eight, it's the latest Tarantino movie. Um, it has a lot of the uh, usual Tarantino tropes: lots of blood, lots of swearing, what? twist. <laughs> but not, not the it's a twist. No, no, no. just things that you weren't expecting. And cameos. Oh, the cameos! Does it have an overabundance of the N word, like his last movie did? Yes, because okay. it's placed in that time period. That does tend to give him a license for that. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, you know Jenga won an award for that. What was it, 128 times in the film? I was not aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> he won an award for the most uses of that word in a movie. It was over 100 times during the process of the movie. That's right. 
Somebody sat there with a clicker. <laughs> Every time they said it. Here's my thing. I'm not surprised that somebody sat with the clicker to count out how many times it was said. I'm just surprised somebody won an award for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I would just, I just want to bring that up because I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I, I enjoyed the fact that at the end. Don't spoil it because I plan on seeing it. That's <laughs> so I was trying to think of a way to say it. I can't even think of a way. Just go see the movie. You'll like the end? <laughs> yes. Okay. You you'll, like the end. <laughs> you'll like, you'll like okay. the end. So, so let's, let's wrap up here. So the movie has a beginning, some interesting things in the middle, and an end. You know, that's, you, you say it that way, but not every movie has that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you see Fifty Shades of Grey? But, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had a beginning. It had a beginning, and then I was bored. <laughs> no, no, no. It had a beginning, and some tits. Uh, it had a beginning. It had some violation of the consent rules we've laid down that we said we wouldn't violate. And some stomach flogging for some stupid reason. Why the fuck would anybody? Sort of an end. Yeah, Yeah, sort of an end because they want to make more of those. And apparently that's how the book ended. Hey, E.L. James, suck a bag of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's keep it going. All right, has anybody seen? Well, first of all, who here has played Warcraft? Anybody? Anybody? Technically. Technically. How can you technically? I made it to level five. Made level five. I technically played it. So you walked around the area and gained a level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then I got bored. Wow. (laughs) Uh, For anybody that doesn't know, World of Warcraft has a movie coming out. Yes. Which a lot of people are just kind of like, that movie doesn't look anything like the game. Oh, that might explain why it looked good. The trailer looked like actually looked interesting. I'm going to shock on this one. Yeah, I kind of have to agree. There is, there's a song that's called World of Warcraft Ruins My Life or something like that. <laughs> wow, I believe it. Yeah. I have known people who are basically addicted to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, okay, so I'm guessing none of you actually saw the preview then? Oh, I did. I did. Okay. I haven't seen the preview. Oh, you haven't seen the preview? I haven't seen it. I watched, I watched it today. So. You watched it today? Right. Me personally, because I played the game for a couple of years, I was like, it looks okay-ish. I'm hoping that they actually have a story of some sort with this. Because me, I didn't play the previous Warcraft game. I only played World of Warcraft. In which, But what I like about World of Warcraft is you can go through and just kind of skip past all the story bits. But they actually tell a really, really like deep story in there if you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But sadly, a lot of people, especially people that I that I knew playing the game, like I would explain something to them, like, "Oh yeah, they're doing this because of this, 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 and this." They're like, "Really? <laughs> I didn't know that." Played like, the game, but didn't understand the, the didn't, story to it. All I knew was go get ten of this, five of this, <laughs> and as we said on the Big Bang Theory, there are dark, sordid places on the internet where the wall of with the name Wall of Wizards is with, whispered in. The <laughs> yeah, Wallowitz would be uh Wallow Wizard, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Alright. I actually have something to connect on this World of Warcraft movie. Go for it. It was supposed years ago. Oh no, I'm I'm aware of that. Okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to point that out. This is not the first hearing of making this movie. It was proposed something like ten years ago. No, it was proposed. It's coming out this year. I well, know. But they proposed it almost ten years ago yeah. and waited for proper graphics to make it. 
and there's there's a possibility that if they hadn't have basically sort of rewritten the story to make it into a movie format, yeah. that would have been a lot like watching the episode of South Park where they were all into World of Warcraft. <laughs> But that was a hilarious episode. It's really what I know most about yeah. World of Warcraft. I've <laughs> watching the only episode of South Park I've seen in the last 10 so, years. So, very, very funny story from, from my past on that one. That, where I used to work at, when the episode came about, you remember the uh, guy in the episode with the arm brace and the way he looked? I worked with the, with the gentleman. He looked like that guy. And he had just injured his arm, so he had the arm brace. He did play World of Warcraft. So, I'm like, and the funny thing is, because I didn't see it the night it came on. I saw it later. But everybody was saying, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I'm like, what's the, what's the big deal? I'm just a Warcraft episode. Why is it such a big deal? Go watch it, and then ask, and then you'll understand. So, that night I watched it. The next day I come into work, I come in, I'm like, that was funny. Then I see him come in, oh my god! <laughs> and he was, he took it very well. He's like, yeah, I swear, if I ever meet those guys, I want some money. <laughs> right, that was my exact likeness. Your brush with greatness. My br- <laughs> yes, my brush with yeah. greatness. All right, let's see. Let's move on. All right, so uh, who here has not seen Spaceballs? Good. Good. Everybody. Good. Everybody's, Everybody's seen it. Yeah, I had to make sure. All right. Mel Brooks announced on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast, Take a Knee, that Spaceballs 2... What was it? Was it the search for more money or the quest? The search? quest. The quest. I believe it's the quest. Is it? Uh, they say in the movie number one. It's the search for okay. more money. I, okay. I, 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 yeah. So I did get it right. I, I I didn't I didn't have time to go back and Bad make check. sure that I was yeah. You're not but, supposed uh, to tell the listeners that. Well, you can edit that part out. Well, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how you know this shit's real. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Spaceballs two, the search for more money. Is a go. They hope to start recording in early 2016. So early this year, they're going to start recording this movie, and it's uh, the Spaceballs answer to the Force Awakens. Um, there's there's talk out there that they're going to name it the Schwartz Awakens, or uh, they're they're going to stick with the name, the Search for More Money, or you know, there's there's a lot of variables that could change about this movie. But sure. I really look forward to seeing what Mr. Brooks has in store for us all. Please. I would enjoy if they called it the Schwartz Family. Schwartz Awakens. Schwartz Family. Very better stuff with it though because they did announce that it's pretty close to the search for more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and the first one, they kind of stuck themselves with it. Yeah. Here's my thing. Mel Brooks, you are not allowed to die before this happens. <laughs> oh, God. I, I just want to point everything out that I want you to do, Mel Brooks. Please. Make a history of the world, part two. Yeah, I want to see Hitler on ice. <laughs> Springtime. <laughs> that was a different Germany. Hitler reference I could come up with. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I'm going to get on to uh, Tumblr and Twitter and every other social media that there is tomorrow and bombard. Mr. Brooks, <laughs> with references to our podcast today, I let him know that we gave him and his new movie a plug, so he better come through. So basically what you're telling me is I'm going to see something in the email, like a cease and desist. Or yeah. Something. yeah. Are you kidding me? Awesome. Make sure you let me know when you've got this podcast episode up, 
so that we can say, oh, sorry, it's already up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if he signs it, you can you can uh, mount it on the wall with your restraining order. <gasps> yes! <laughs> <Michael Bay. laughs> but I have one of <laughs> Just call it an answer. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably are going to use the explosion sound at some point. We're going to get one. <laughs> yes, that's true. Moving on. What the? Kung Fu Panda 3? Yes, I'm so excited! I know, I just had Sam excited about I, it. I, I, it would be you. I just wanted to say I'm really excited. We're going to feast this weekend. We can move on after this. I just want to say I'm really excited for And it. the dumplings are, oh. And the noodles are, oh, well, I should have saw that coming. Uh, see, not the only one who's done these things. I just want to point out, I like just about every Jack Black movie. Yo. I have seen almost every Jack Black movie. And they're all pretty much the same, but I fucking love them all. I have not seen every Jack Black movie, so have fun. <laughs> yeah, we can move on after this. I just want to say it. If okay. this wasn't tonight, we were seeing it on release. Hell, I fell asleep on the second one. But in my defense, I had seen two movies prior to that, and I was only taking my little cousin to see that one for a third movie, and I was like, I'm white. <laughs> just that passed out. Sense. That makes, that makes sense. Come on. Secret Panda Village! I haven't seen the second one. I only seen the third one. It's okay. I'm just wondering, but we can carry on. Okay, we, no, we just no, carry on. We're good, we're good. All right, so moving from the big screen to the smaller screen. So I just have to say, the shows after the winter break have come out strong. <laughs> Flash, Arrow, Agent Carter, Legends of Tomorrow has really surprised me. I was like, they can be good, they can do very good things with this, but I, you know, kind of had to do it with a grain of salt. I am thoroughly impressed. Where, where I really, I, I, I have to do the grain of salt thing with Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow was in the Atom. Really? First of all, it's difficult looking at Brandon Roush uh, being sort of wimpy because, of course, I still think of him as Superman. It's Superman oh, Return. Yeah. Okay? Um, there some of the special effects with that as well. But in any event, beyond that, he, they've turned the Atom, who always could shrink, always could miniaturize, but that was really all he could do. Was to miniaturize himself, shift his mass, etc., and they've turned him into an Iron Man clone. He, and it's he it's yeah, it's it's a little far off the beaten path for for my particular taste. So it's a little odd, you know. But but the show, I've, I've enjoyed the episode I saw so far. Yeah, I, I, they've only had two so far. I've seen uh, one and two. Two will kind of throw you for a loop for a little bit. Okay, that's uh, right. all my DVR. That'll be being watched tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like The Flash. The Flash is terrific. I really like The Flash. I've been watching Arrow all along because I'm a DC comic nut, so I've been watching it all along. But it has the same problem Smallville had for so long. It just sort of didn't go anywhere. And if you've had your <laughs> friends knocked unconscious that many times to hide your identity, I'm pretty sure they're going to have brain damage. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, I used to, I used to always uh, watch Smallville. I, I watched almost every single episode because it was Superman, and that was my thing as a child. Superman was it. I would still be Superman today if I were given that that wish. But watching Smallville, I could not help but think it was so much like Dawson's Creek. I kept joking and calling it Kent's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage <laughs> angst and butterflies and and bad dating advice, and oh yeah, and he's really fast, and he whips in and out of rooms faster than you can see. Well, come on, in the beginning, how many times does this man freaking trip over a damn bitch? Yeah. And how many times was uh, Lana Lang knocked unconscious in that series? Yeah. Really? She should be punched up. Yeah. He really, really should be punched yeah. up. Yeah. He shows that I am reading. Good. Alright. 
here's my thing. I've only seen like the first three or four episodes of this season. Only because I have them on my DVR. Mm. Okay. Every episode for the season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. The rest of them are all on all on Netflix, like one through five. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm kept up. I just haven't with this particular movie. Come over to my house, we'll watch it. I'm okay with you watching them. Because <laughs> my thing is, is, there are a lot of shows I fell off on this season. Like I was going to go with Supergirl, but it just really lost my interest after like the second episode. I was, she she's a little too women. You know, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for a Kryptonian, she really should be tougher than she is. Right. Though I was very happy with seeing uh ah, I can't remember her name. Played Alex McFeel. Oh uh yeah. yeah. Uh Calista Flocker. Calista Flocker. Yeah. I, I, I like her character because she just doesn't care it seems. At least from those from the couple episodes I saw. Yeah. And, and Agent Carter is a terrific show. Oh god, yes it is. And and the uh, um it has the added bonus of we get to see Haley Atwell running around. Yes. Um, very attractive woman, and I've always been fond of the 40s look, and so there's that there's that going on. So mm-hmm. all the women are in skirts and heels and uh, bouncy tops, and uh, yes, applause, applause, applause. There was a uh, comment in I think it was the last episode that was on where she was uh, practicing sparring against somebody, and they were saying, "Shouldn't you take your heels off?" Oh, I can do more in heels than, you, than most people can. I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. It's actually really good. Yeah, I, 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 have, I don't watch like regular TV for the most part. I watch Netflix. I watch Amazon Prime. I currently have um, Walking Dead recording on my DVR, and I just recorded the new X Files series. I haven't watched any of it yet, but if you want other reviews, you can See, I haven't, here's my thing, and this is gonna shoot some of my nerve friends. I was not into X-Files in the, during the original run. I sure fucking tongue, man. <laughs> I've never seen it. At least I've seen some episodes. Okay, I know I, I started to watch an episode. An episode. It's like my, you know, I technically played World of Warcraft. <laughs> I've technically seen X-Files. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember a lick of it. It was really unique for a time. And, yeah. You know, and it was very much a phenomenon. Yeah. And and I'm actually irritated because the premiere episode was behind the uh the championship game and the twenty five minutes of it didn't record. Oh because it started twenty five minutes late and so my D V R has forty something minutes of an hour show. So I haven't even bothered watching it. I'm still waiting on it to show up on on demand so I can watch episode one before I watch it. Right. I understand that. That's why I've so many times. This is why there should be no sports on television. <laughs> <laughs> there should be sports on a special channel like uh, ESPN. I was trying to remember. <laughs> I was trying to remember what and, the actual. And that should be uh, purely optional on my fucking cable. Package, honestly, <laughs> I was trying to remember what the actual uh, ESPN stood for. Electronic Sports Network. Presentation Network. Yeah, so something like that. They should have one of those. Wait, wait, wait. Electronic sports. Shouldn't it all be pinball machines then? <laughs> well, they do. Ha- that they would be awesome. Actually, uh, ESPN option. Five. ESPN five does that. I'm saying. Oh, it went in the hole. No, actual mainstream ESPN 
has because uh, Konami decided they were going to make their own esports channel. They took, they said, they I forget the other company they bought. They bought a company said this is going to be our we're going to take esports. ESPN said no, we do all the sports. <laughs> As they said, we're going to make our own coverage for that. They actually put it on the main <clears throat> on the main uh, network. So yeah. Let's uh let's move on though. Moving right along. Moving right along. Let's get into some tech news. You know, uh, Greedy, I think this is your kind of thing right here. Yeah, this this is definitely my kind of thing right here. So um the uh I I would like to uh, somewhat apologize to Listenerland. I, I kind of blew up the FAA last time uh, we talked about this. Um, as far as drone registrations, <coughs> um, it seems. Some of the information I was given was not accurate, and that was partially from a sensationalized article, as well as uh, rumors that had been floating around the, uh, the the pilot mill, if you will. This is how you get a fungus down. I know. Um, so it turns out that registration of the uh, drones, you, you don't have to register each individual aircraft. You just register yourself as a pilot. From there, there are certain rules that you've got to follow. Uh, you can't fly within five miles of an airfield without consent from the tower. Um, you can't fly within 400 feet of uh, certain areas. But more or less, this is just a way to notify pilots of what you can and cannot do. Because with the boom, with the sudden boom of uh, drones in the U.S., and I realize in other countries they may not even be legal. But uh, with, with the U.S., there's something like 700,000 sales of drones that would qualify for the FAA's regulations last year alone. So there's a shit ton of drones out there, and there's amateurs flying them that don't give jack shit about any regulations. They don't care about what, what is going to possibly hurt or even kill somebody. And... It, looking looking more into it, like reading the, the actual law, there is a lot to it that is very well-founded, and I will concede that point. I still say that the the fee to register is total bullshit, but that's just a political argument. How much is the fee? Um, right now it's five bucks, but it's going to go up. Do you know what number? I do not know. Okay. But registering myself for $5, yeah, it's kind of BS, but it's not a whole lot to ask either. Right, yeah. You're right, you're right. Last month, considering the amount of money put people put into these things, I agree with that. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it, yeah. it's still politics. I'm, I'm not getting into politics. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I can see the point that there is valid reason to have these laws, but yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm gonna leave it right there. Okay. Let's go Moving along. Moving along. We're gonna go off of the nerd news. Actually, what I want to do though is, what's the book of the week? The book of the week is called Play Piercing. It's by Deborah Addington. Play Piercing. Yes. Tell us more about this Play Piercing thing. Play Piercing is when you pierce somebody's skin with needles and it's going to play instead of for medical. Alright, you know, I've seen quite a few of those uh, pictures of that on like FetLife, things like that. Some of those things look amazing. 
I've had quite a bit of paper things that are like all kinds of Do you get designs or just piercing? Yourself? I've had both. I've um I've had designs done, I've had portraits done. Oh. Um I've had just all of them just random sticky wheels. <laughs> see what see what hurts. She's just like, huh, does this hurt? No. How about this? <laughs> I had needles stuck in my ass, and then it was hit with a <laughs> with a cricket bat. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Next time you ought to try a needle stuck in your ass, and you're going to hit with a violet wand. I have had that done. It's it is quite. Is it it's very tingly. I like it. It's tingly and cauterizy. If that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> and can they curdling a word? We can make curdling. Like what? Hurtling, hurtling, hurt tickles, hurtling. Yeah. Where it hurts so much it tickles and you have to laugh. Did you not? <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> you! That's not the same thing! My foot is being crushed by this pillar. Aha! <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, I have my notes. <laughs> the book is uh, pretty much a guide to doing piercing. Okay. Um, it tells you the parts of the body you can pierce, how to position the needle, um, and it also has uh, a rock as well, okay. uh, having to do with piercing. Uh, I'm going to take some liberty that you've actually read this book. So, at what point should I bloodlet somebody? At what point? Yeah. Like, like when, when, should I, when should I drain their blood? <laughs> Are you a vampire? You shouldn't. Are you the abdominal <laughs> Dr. Fives? Unless <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, unless you're like actually going to do blood play. Oh not many people are able what? blood play. They're willing to do play piercing but they're not willing to do uh, blood play. Yeah, they'll they'll, be, they'll be pierced but they won't bleed for it, damn it. It's in a Alright. Well, so, who is the author of that book again? Uh, Deborah Adding. And what's the title again? Play Alright, go, read. You know, learn what you want to do. <laughs> We're going to move on to the kink side of things. Everybody happy with that? Kink Finally. side? <laughs> I thought that was a book. Oh, no, that was just a book. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, move on to the kink side. Our listener suggested topic this week comes from Valerian House, and they had a question Electricity play. Is it safe to do everywhere on the body? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll interject here because I'm uh, have a pretty good background in basic fundamentals of electricity, mm-hmm. um, and there are three separate types of electrical play. Two of them are similar. One is completely different. You mentioned a violet wand earlier. A violet wand is a device that creates uh, controllable, continuous static electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives the same kind of zap you would get as, as you grab the cart at the grocery store, and it and it stings you, which is not dangerous. Right. Um, it just does it steadily, continuously, and you can vary the degree of it. The other is a like a cattle prod, mm-hmm. which cattle prods uh, and the, their ilk is a high voltage charge that runs only between the two needles on the prod, where it's placed against your skin. So it basically just runs along the surface or the muscle in that localized area, causing it to contract heavily because our brains generate electricity. Electricity is what 
cause our muscles to contract and react in a sequence pattern. So a thing like a cattle prod overrides that system and causes havoc, causes the muscles to bind up and lock up, uh, which is what prevents people from fighting with the police, etc. under those kinds of conditions. Uh, as per when they're using a, uh, a, taser. a taser, thank you, uh, the Thomas Swift, um, uh, Thomas A. Swift electric rifle. Um, uh, yes, that's actually the, the taser is an acronym. Ah. Yes, yeah. Uh, so in any event, uh, they, they're the same basic principle. They send a high voltage through the muscle groups. Um, the one, the reason there have been some deaths in using the tasers is where they shoot you with the darts mm -hmm. and you run that voltage across the chest. You have a potential for overriding the heart muscles, which is what keeps you alive. Yes. Uh, that, that continuous rhythmic beat of your heart. And there have been deaths, even with the police, with being trained in using tasers. So the type of tasers with the shoot, the, that fire the darts and hit at a, uh, an area of the body, um, I wouldn't recommend anybody ever play with those. <laughs> oh, Where why isn't that surprising? You're a ballsy bitch. Oh, <laughs> <are you shocking? laughs> my brother shot me in the collarbone with it and oh, then knocked my ass on the I believe it. I was going to ask if it was intentional, but I guess oh, yes, it and, was and, intentional. And by the way, when when you're watching shows like Agent, not Agent Carter, but you're watching shows like The Flash, etc., and someone gets zapped with a taser mm -hmm. and then it knocks them unconscious for a period of time, that's not how tasers work. No, yeah, they don't knock. They don't knock you out. They just cause your body to lock up, <laughs> and that holds you while the authorities then restrain you. Right. I have personally been tased twice. <laughs> It also doesn't make you lose your bells, but go on. No, no, no. And I'm, I'm very grateful that it didn't. Yeah. Um, the first time it was uh, a buddy of mine, he uh, snuck up behind me with a taser flashlight. The the flashlight, the beam part of it, has these two little prods on either side. The rest of the flight, the composite thing. I didn't think anything of it until he stuck it into my back and pulled the trigger. Um, oh. The second time was actually for training for work. Oh, right. wait. He stuck into your backpack along your spine? Because like, he's a No, no. Like, oh. in the kidney area? Okay, I was going to say, like, because if he stuck it on your spine, that's bad. Uh, yeah. Well, it didn't tickle either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second time was for training so I could actually carry a desert on the, on the clock while I was working security. So, um, I, I'd been hit by it before. Uh, the, the first time was a, 250,000 volt. The second one was 1.5 million volts. Each. There's a difference between the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to point out, in the correct placement, even the gag shocker thing can't hurt somebody. The gag shocker thing? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. gag the lighter one. that oh. jump you? Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, um, the flight orders that have Charged. Yeah. A friend of mine cut the flash water part off and hit me in the leg with the two prongs. Oh. <laughs> when you use the word friend, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe you might want to reevaluate the definition. I was going to have a similar story. I liked it. I took, Actually, I liked it. Oh, I, 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 I do believe that. Well, Fiend, you are a special type of person that enjoys these things. The only thing I didn't like about it was almost taking myself in the hand. I Which you may have enjoyed. It makes the most of one. Yeah. yeah. I took well, one of the gag lighters and I hit my friend in the back of the neck, neck the ball, like face of his neck. Friend. He dropped. <laughs> yeah, again, friend. friend. He dropped and I laughed. 
And and the to go back to the original subject, and the final type of electrical play is the uh, the use of a tens unit. And a tens unit was originally and still is a medical device made for mus- to cause the muscles to exercise in a rhythmic pattern um, without you having to consciously do it. I actually used one many years ago when I severed my Achilles tendon um, to strengthen my uh, calf muscles back up. Um, so they have been perverted for kink use yeah. uh, by making specialized adapters that are insertable into the vagina and the anus and the urethra uh, adapters. Um, there's one company in particular called PES, Faisal Electric Systems, that's been around forever, if they're still in business, um, that, that made every variation on everything you could imagine to stimulate the genitalia of the human body. Um, and elaborate controllers that can control multiple sets of pads and do them, uh, and you can control the intensity of them, the pattern, how long they apply, how long they're not uh, on, etc. To even force people to have orgasms, I actually saw one with a series of cock rings. I think the guy also had a butt plug um, and a urethral pad, and it basically massaged his penis hands-free Wait, until he, he ejaculated. He had all three of those at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's elaborate. It basically, it forces the muscles to contract in a pattern, and you get to pick which muscles you want to, to function. Oh. Okay. And part of it is you give control of that to so someone else, yeah. and they restrain you or make you wear it, and typically it's focused on the genitalia for me. Yeah, for me, that would be something, not on me, but like, because I've had ex-girlfriends, and I've jokingly said this because I haven't been able to afford one of those pairs of like remote panties or whatever that you can use. So something like that. But I get what you're going yes. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used the tens unit on my panties ball. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Did he enjoy it? Um, well, I wouldn't go as far as saying that he enjoyed it. He endured it. Oh. Like a good little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the tens unit is relatively uh, safe. Uh, I'm not going to tell you it's safe everywhere. The cattle prod, especially if you do the lower body, if you're doing thighs, which is always a great place to stab someone with a cattle prod, uh, is, is relatively harmless, that aspect. Um, again, the taser, if you're firing a taser with darts, I think that's probably the, the riskiest. Yeah, because so. if you get into the chest area, you have the potential to affect the heart. Yeah, please so. don't kill people with your plate. That's the safe saying and consensual. Don't break your toys, people. Exactly. Do not break your toys. So, wait a second, before we go off there. For people who have piercings, yeah. is it wise or unwise to use the piercings as a conductive point? Um, it, 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 it's kind of unwise because you can heat the metal and therefore burn the flesh. Oh. Okay. So you have that potential. Because as somebody who has piercings, I thought it would be a valid thing to bring up. Yeah. I, I can tell you from personal experience, um, because I repair equipment for a living, that 12 volts that you would find in a regular car or a highway truck cannot conduct through your skin unless you accidentally find a, a broken wire and that broken wire breaks your flesh. So it gets under underneath the upper layer of epidermis and into the nice salty meaty areas inside. And now suddenly even 12 volts will conduct through your skin. And so if you start taking something like a, like a taser, which is, 50,000 volts plus anyway, yeah. and you get it near something that's already under the skin, you are taking a potential. Yeah. I think that it's like not good. 
anything near my parachute. Now, having said that, one thing with the, the violet wand is in order to get that electricity to jump an air gap, because that's what it's doing, it actually creates a really high voltage, but it is incredibly tiny amperage. It has very little volume to each little pop. And so, you know, it's like a lot less likely to do any kind of damage to this. Uh, and it's the same reason it didn't burn you, because you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We have. There's a reason he's called Shop. <laughs> All right. So this is something that we put in here. Um, just a quick FYI to all the listeners out there. We want you all to enjoy our podcast. We want you all to have fun learning about the kink lifestyle. But a best, a better place to do that. Not even better, but another place that you could probably go. Is find your local community. You know, there are groups everywhere. Well, I'll, let me phrase that. Almost everywhere. Because <laughs> I know I have a couple of friends who live in different states that they say there's nobody for them. Sometimes you're going to have to drive a little bit. It's okay. They understand. <laughs> if you are in a place where you think there's nobody, try making your own community. Well, you know, try making an event of some sort and see what kind of people come out for you. Mm-hmm. Munches, munches are very easy to host. Mm-hmm. Because you're basically just inviting people to a location at a certain time. The, the most difficult part is finding some place where you can have a private conversation so it doesn't spill over into the vanilla customers in the restaurant or bar. A lot of munches are held in bars, so there are no children around anywhere. Right. Um, it's right. as much as in putting it out into your local community via FetLife um, or uh, uh, college space. Okay, yes, the college space, callerme.com. Yeah. Putting it out into the community uh, that you're going to be having a munch. It's not a play event. Um, it's always a good idea to make that well known ahead of time yeah. that people aren't going to show up and get blowjobs. Um, also, you have to make sure that people aren't showing up in fetish wear, like overt fetish wear. Yeah, it, it, it's a smart thing to do <coughs> so that you can continue to go back to the venue if you want. Yes. Yeah, but it's very easy to host a munch, and, and if there's not one in your area, start one. That's, that's what happened here. That is why there's a munch here local to Bakersfield, is there wasn't one, and someone said, I'm going to start hosting munch. Voila. There you go. And now we have thriving events here. Very much. So, yeah, just want to put that out there. I'm going to kind of harp on this for the next few episodes. Always look for your local community. Always be willing to help. Be willing to say, you know what? I like this. I want to keep going. Who's putting this on there? Which one? The next one? Oh, that was me. I'm about to explain it. So I have a friend that did not give back to me as far as giving permission to give their pet name on here. So I'm going to skip that. But uh, they, they changed their name on FedLife. And I asked them why they changed it. They said they, they had a, a very good reason for it, uh, which I'm not going to go into. But the thing is, the name that they changed, so I'm like, well, why did you change that? Because it describes me. And it got me to thinking about Descriptive fet names. Like, you have the guy that says, you know, Kink Master, whatever. You know, or. Donly Dong. Or yeah. Master Enormous Cock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But my thought was, what if you went a different route with that? Descriptive for fictional characters. And I actually put this out into the, into the Gotham Press community for a bit. And got some, got some interesting results from that. And this is where I... Huh? I already got it up. Oh, you already got it up? I haven't pulled this up. You haven't pulled it up at all? I got this. 
Oh, you got this. I've been so busy. Okay, so the one that you posted was Princess Toadstool from Mario Games with the uh, Bruce Peach. Yes. We have Yoshi, who's uh, Spits and Swallows. Uh, Batman would be All the Right Toys. Yes. Spider-Man would be Sticky Shooter. Uh, Will Rogue would be Sucks It All the Way. Um, some other couple ones that I saw that I thought was really good um, was uh, Kylo Ren, Frankel Disappointment. A couple other ones that I saw um, was uh, Groot as a just big wood. <laughs> And somebody correctly said I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, this one we got in there real quick. And then I've got Mystique, who's just flat out extreme cosplay. <laughs> that she is. Um, Darth Vader, of course, will be Master Choke. As he's shown many a time. Yeah. And then just a whole bunch of the points that I ran as well. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ones is Deadpool, which is Spidey's Bottom. Uh. So it kind of goes from there on all the funny little ones and things that could be done. Yes. Kind of flash with uh, burning rubber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Catwoman is Naughty Kitty, which is kind of, you know, spot on. Like the Ursula one that was posted for off a little more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. A whole bunch of freaking Japanese characters. Yeah, which I actually contacted the person that did that, and uh, they told me it's supposed to translate basically into hentai. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, uh, chemical I, porn. I think of Wolverine. I play lover. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you you gotta do something better than that, though. I mean, like flounder for a little bit. Oh, I like oh, Aladdin. Rogue Burn. <laughs> no, Carpet Burn. Wouldn't Wolverine, Wolverine be harder than a Manny? <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> Uh, somebody had uh, Iron Man when on the uh, FetLife group. You know, you can find us on FetLife if you search for the group. Uh, there you go. The Gotham Press. Uh, Iron Man was Rod Steele. Oh, dang. My former porn name. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Peter Pan as a permit will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely that. What about the Hulk? John Hard? Uh, that's too obvious. That yeah, but I think no, that would be thing. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's not, a thing. That's a Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that would be thing. The Hulk was already a, already a metaphor for an erection, anyway. The Hulk would be the Jolly Green No, no, Hulk would be hate fuck. Hate fuck. Oh, yeah. That's there you go. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah, just you guys came up with some great ones. We really enjoyed those. Uh. And the post is still up on pretty much all of our social media. So if you think some other ones, go ahead and throw them out there. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> go for it. All right, let's see here. Let's let's move forward. The kink of the week. I suggested this one after somebody else said something about it. Voyeurism. Mm-hmm. I like to watch. <laughs> I like to watch as well. What about you, Shaw? You oh, I, no, I'm actually uh, it's always been one of my favorites. It's it's fun to watch people interact, and probably kinkier for me, it's fun to watch them when they don't realize you watch. So because uh, it in my brain, it's they're being more natural. That is the actual definition of what they fix is. Is one obtaining sexual gratification from observing unsuspecting individuals who are partly undressed, naked, or engaged in sexual acts. 
So basically what we need to do is we need to construct a room for play and give it lots of one-way mirrors. <laughs> I, 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 I saw that in an episode of Real Sack, though. <laughs> they, had a, they, they visited a European uh, swinger resort, and that was one thing they had. They had a large room uh, that had, like, portals. All the portals were one-way mirrors. Oh, nice. Wait, real quick. For the younger listeners, <laughs> Real, Real Sex was a series on what, HBO? HBO. On it HBO is. back in the 90s? Probably started in the 90s. Yeah, yeah 90s. Oh, it's still going? Back. Are, are, they oh. make, are they making new episodes? Oh, hell yeah. I believe yeah. I've seen new episodes relatively said uh, within the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I, I was not aware. Me and I watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I'm so twisted. That does explain a lot. <laughs> My first introduction to porn was tentacles in time. That explains a lot for you as well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, it's going to require a lot of things. Sweetie, I found a BDSM magazine under our son's bed. What should we do? Well, we probably shouldn't spank a little brat. Thank you, Daddy. Uh, but with voyeurism, you know, a lot of people enjoy watching, but for the people that are being watched, that takes a special type because not everybody likes it. Like, I, <laughs> like, like me personally, I don't care if people watch, but it's not always about whether you enjoy being watched, it's does the person you're playing with enjoy being watched. And that can be a real big thing. Always get consent. Yes, you don't care if somebody's watching, but do they care? Are they self-conscious about something? That's something you always want to check with that. that. The one place that that isn't true, and I have to interject because, you know, part of what I do is help run the local play space, is in the public play area, is there is an expectation that, yes, we have this nice equipment. Yes, come use this equipment. Come play in this nice, safe environment. But by playing here, you're also consenting to let other individuals watch because they will come in and they will voyeur uh, or have their own scenes because there's multiple play spaces. So in that instance, uh, other individuals don't need permission from the parties that are playing because if they're there right. in that location in a public dungeon playing, right. then they've given consent. And that's very true. What I was getting more in point of is, let's say if you bring somebody new and you say, hey, let's go play. They may be under the expectation that they are just going to be there playing with you, not pay. Hey, you know, one, two, three people may come in and just sit and watch for a little bit. Then I have two things to add. One, it is also much more experience for you to explain. This is a public dungeon. You're going to see, like, going to dispute that have here. And two, the individual should, the new individual should also be aware it's a public dungeon people are going to see. Right. On that part, it takes a little bit of common sense. Right. Not saying well, that it's not up to people to explain the whole rules and the expectations and everything, but that also takes a little bit of common sense also. Sadly, sense is not common. No. But it also puts, uh, if you're new to the community, it does put the onus on you to uh, educate yourself. Yeah. To understand what happens in the community, the reality versus the fantasy, and to be prepared for situations like that. that well, if I'm in a play, obviously, at a public play party, I'm not going to have the whole place to myself. You know, that is just a basic concept that you should understand and have educated yourself about when you walk in the door. It's just my thing. And my my other thought with that is, with a lot of new people coming in after seeing Fifty Shades of Grey, 
They don't understand that not everybody has their own room. For yeah, you're, you know, what makes you really sexy <clears throat> is being a billionaire with lots of time on your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but in the real world, not everybody has that. I wish. Oh, I wish I had. Well, oh, that, that's the nice thing about having a local place based back to that real world concept. Is for lots of couples, they can't do loud or noisy things at home. They right. can't flog their partner at home. They can't actively spank their partner at home because it echoes through the house and it wakes the kids. And it, you know, the mother-in-law is living in the, in the house as well, so it's all very indiscreet. Yeah, family's a thing. And participating in a local uh, community and getting involved. And having access to a play space means you have a place to go where you can play and you can make noise and you don't out yourself by doing something. That's not stuff to the family. All right. So, leopard and Huh. Have you run into this problem? Yeah. Daily. Like, currently we do live with my parents and my parents are absolutely wonderful. They've actually been to local events with me. They're super accepting. Like, <sighs> Kind of weird how accepting and open they are. Just past your comfort level. Yeah. But it, but it is great. I'm I'm super thankful and I absolutely love my parents. And if they do happen to hear something, it's never really a problem. Mm-hmm. It's um it's not really a problem. I never really say anything bad about it. It's more that you know they hear it and how we come out the way they accept them as an issue. But at the same time, it's also like. It's, it's, why? I really don't want them hearing, you know, me problem- calling out, please hit me, sir, please! It's problematic for your headspace. Yeah, I can't, I can't focus because I'm just like, shit, they're gonna hear me, they're gonna hear the chain, they're gonna hear me scream, they're gonna hear whatever. So it's kind of, you have to take it on both sides. You don't want to wake the people up and, you know, have them hear you and it's like that because you don't want to wake them up at 2 a.m. with you screaming inappropriate things that probably eight-year-olds shouldn't hear. <laughs> Um, and at the same time, I can't focus because, again, I don't want to be screaming things at 2 a.m. that 8-year-olds should be here. So it just doesn't quite work great. Well, not while there are actual 8-year-olds around. Well, well not know, in the room, but like, <laughs> I know in the you house. I'm not saying that. Let's take the opinion of somebody that was an 8-year-old and heard such things. Bean? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I was a weird child. Because <laughs> I watched real sex. <laughs> actually, my first movie... I ever watched when they put a TV in my room. It's called Zipper Tape. It was kind oh. of a softcore porn slash slasher movie. So basically, any 80s slasher movie. Yeah, I think that kind of fucked me up. And the mold was cast. I've also been that eight year old who has looked at her over there. Because at one of the houses I lived in, the bank system was very well linked to everything. So you hear something in one bit, and it's going through all of them. Oh. Yeah, I still attest. Things eight-year-olds shouldn't hear at 2 a.m. It just doesn't quite work. I believe it. I believe it. Therapy, therapy, therapy. You know, you, you really... we discuss it in the morning over the breakfast chair table. You really don't want to learn how much your mother's into anal. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next morning when they're like, did you hear us last night? I'm ignoring you. It's a perfectly natural, healthy thing. Shut up! This <laughs> is also coming from the father that yells at you for not masturbating. Because oh, he felt that it was a per- Yeah, I got in trouble because I wasn't masturbating at the, t- at the time whenever I was younger. Um, because you, well, no, no, no. You horrible like, child. <laughs> like 14, 15, maybe 16. I wasn't comfortable enough with myself yet, and I wasn't fully into my sexuality yet, so I wasn't doing it. And my father was worried that 
my sexuality wouldn't become developed enough by the time I was actually with a partner, I wouldn't be able to properly share how I want my body to be touched and things like that. And sexuality is very, very over my family, if you haven't really caught that. So when he yeah. found out that I wasn't masturbating, we actually got into a screaming fight over it. Wow. Um, and then he comes to me a month later. Wait, wait, and he's like, was this in public? No, it was in our home. <laughs> it was in the privacy of our own home. But yeah, so I almost got grounded because I refused to masturbate. Um, and then a month later, he comes to me, have you masturbated yet? Yes! Are you happy? Yes, good. I'm glad your future partner will be taken care of. Um, so yeah. Uh, my family is extremely upset. You know, just I'm going to say interject here. Um, I run a dungeon as a hobby, and <laughs> I'm somewhat uncomfortable. <laughs> you met my father. That's part of the thing. You don't really expect that from him. Okay, let's so, uh, real quick before we move on. Uh -huh. Neil, have you ever thanked him for that? <laughs> no. Would no, you? I have not. Would you? No, and you went for five? No, not really. Yeah. Everything she's saying he's done to her as the son-in-law has happened to me. Oh, that's so cool. He has all but tried to play with my butthole. <laughs> I'm not joking. Has he played with other parts of you? He's grabbed my crotch more than once and not like, hey, man, what's up? Like, messing with me, like... Hey, is this not working? I didn't hear nothing last <laughs> night. I'm like, okay. Yeah, if they don't hear okay. sex every now and then, they really get worried and start asking questions. Well, possibly for him, it's not out of bounds unless he's actually touching the today. You know, I've wondered that. But at the same time, when I'm making pancakes, I don't want some dude coming up behind me grabbing my crotch. I have a question. And it's a very important question for you too. Do they listen to the podcast? No. no. <laughs> we refuse to let yeah, them. I've repeatedly asked them not to. My family's already open as hell. I love them to death. It's a wonderful thing. Get the fuck out of my life sometimes. <laughs> and this will be one of those So moments. you're saying it's not playing on a loop at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Alright. Yeah, let's uh, move on a bit. So, we're, we're down to our kink education portion. And I believe this is something from you, Shop. Uh, as far as the uh, BDSM 101? No, from Greedy. Ah, from Greedy. That's from me. Oh, Greedy, do tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of harping on it. Uh, we've had uh, people in the past that were either brand new or quote-unquote doms, for not to be dom-asses, um, <laughs> that claim that they know everything about the lifestyle. Don't, Don't think every one of us has met one of those, at least. Yes, uh, for, for listeners... If anybody ever claims this, they're full of shit. No matter how old they are, no matter mm -hmm. how many toys they have. So, best advice you can take, go to a one-on-one class. Go to a, a basic BDSM learning class. You know, somewhere that you can get an education from somebody that's been vetted by the community as a stand-up leader, as somebody that knows what the hell they're talking about. And this goes back to what I was saying before. Get involved with your local community. They, yes. not only are they there to teach you, they're there to keep you safe sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Even if you've been to one of these things before, it's always good to have a refresher. Go to a one-on-one class. Take somebody new that's curious but embarrassed to go. Reach out to people. Make an effort. Make your community grow. The, the more you make it grow, the more it will grow, the better it'll be. Suggest so they listen to this podcast. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to do that. Yeah, this is a good idea because that way they can listen to that in the privacy of their own home. They don't have to worry about people looking at them funny for what they're listening to. All they know is, oh, they're listening to something. Cool. The more people we have in the community with education to back up their plays, the better it is. Because then we'll have dumbasses running around hurting other people. Now, we'll still have those, but we'll be able to point them out much more quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you guys are optimistic. As uh, Murphy once said, make, <laughs> make an object idiot proof, they always make a better idiot. This is very true. Yeah, true. So it's, I, a, it's an ongoing struggle. I get it. The struggle is real, people. The struggle is real. <laughs> I can attest to the idiot proof thing because somebody had told me, this is indestructible. Bitch, watch me. <laughs> so you are the pinnacle of the better idiot? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good to know. But I'm not retarded. Mother had me tested. No. How long ago? His mother had him tested because she feared he was retarded. How long ago was this? This is uh, crazy. Have you been tested since? No, but I know my IQ did not drop low enough. <laughs> You've been hit with two by fours in the back of the head a few times, right? No, no, no. Never in the back of the head. They're always my nuts. Okay. I took ceilings to the head. Wait, hold on, hold on. What, what is it about um, survival of the fittest? <laughs> I survived, haven't I? I gotta be pretty damn fit. Have, have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Great movie. Love yes. That movie. Yes. We are heading that way. Yes, we are. Faster by the second. Yes, we are. But at least I know that plants need water, not Gatorade. Bronda. Brondo. It's the same damn thing. It's full of electrolytes. It's what it's what plants crave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, you know, I think we have reached the end of this great episode. Woo. So, so we're calling this a, a good episode seven. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Well done. So, so then, in closing, anything for you, Greedy? Be strong. Be wise. Don't be a dumbass. Fame. I'm with Greedy. Don't be a dumbass. Educate yourself. Leopard. I think I can listen to the shots. Like, just give education all night long. Good voice. It just keeps going, man. I think I could have a recording of him just saying twinkle, twinkle, little star, and I'd be good. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. See? See? All just keep going. Hold on. That, 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 that brings a call back to our previous episode. Is his voice kind of like Alan Rickman's for you? Yes. <laughs> you're just so about it. You can just keep listening to it. It's the baritone. It is the baritone. It just, it just goes. All right.
friends and opportunities probably just around the corner. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, for me, just wanted to say, everybody, thank you for listening. Just want to plug our sites. You can find us anywhere on all the, all the major social media sites. We're on Facebook under Gotham Press. We're on FetLife under The Gotham Press. We're on Twitter as Gotham Press Pod. We are on Tumblr as a Gotham Press Podcast. And even Instagram as Gotham Press Podcast. So you have no excuse for not contacting us and saying, hey, we heard you and we want to, and we want to hear more. Oh, Four square. What the? Four square. He's done. He's done tonight. He's tired. He's done. He's done. Yeah. Back, he's done. Okay. He's okay. Done. Okay. I, I wasn't done yet, but he's done. Please be done. And uh, <laughs> lastly, as I said before, we're looking for people to give reviews of our episodes. Give reviews of what you like, what you don't like. We want honest reviews so we can make the podcast better. If you want to give us one, you can just go ahead and leave one on one of our social media sites. If you're not comfortable with that, you can always email us directly, gothampresspodcast at gmail.com. We won't put that information out there as far as who it was, but we may put your review out there just so others can know what they're getting into. And we do thank you ahead of time for that. And with that, Foursquare, MySpace, these are all dead things. <laughs> Foursquare is coming back. It's on commercials again. Foursquare is now sworn. Yeah. You know what the world needs is one more social media outlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because... Finally. Because, you know, the, the <clears throat> mother needs another outlet to show that there's a better parent than the other one. <laughs> Look, I baked my daughter's cookies, and I made this whole castle just for her. Yeah, fuck you, I did this better. <laughs> Alright, well... Everybody, thanks for listening. And with that, I think we're out. Peace.